Everyone, do you want to make your life easier in this heat? I don't want to stand in a long line at the post office. And guess what? I don't have to. You can make your life so much easier with Stamps.com. If you mail or ship often, let Stamps.com do the hard part for you. Simply print postage and shipping labels right from your home or office. It's ready to go in minutes. No long lines or complicated setup required. For 25 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. If you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard. And if you sell products online, Stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. And by the way, postage rates just increased again. Luckily, Stamps.com has the best discounts in the industry. They have amazing partnerships with USPS and UPS for unbeatable rates up to 84% off. Plus, Stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. They are amazing. Avoid the hassle and get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code MOMDAD for a special offer offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code MOMDAD. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Mom and Dad. Well, welcome home, welcome family. Home. It's hotter than anything in the world. It's so hot. It's Hello. so hot. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome it's your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. You know what? I just noticed what Lee has not been saying it, and I'm just like, what? I feel like I've never said it. Right? That's what I'm saying. I just real, I just looked at you and realized you hadn't been saying it, and I'm like, are you a part of the team or not? <laughs> are you Are you the guy that's in the back going like, I don't want to say it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know what's funny? Speaking of that, Ember had like a little play. Yes, she recently, did. and uh, she, was she had a performance, and uh, it was funny because I this is her second performance yes. going to this like drama camp she's gone to. And, um, every time, like the first time I was just blown away by like every kid is just like invested in like full energy. And so therefore they were fantastic. This last time, every single, except one, one kid was like, kind of like folding the arms and like looking at the other kids. Like, <laughs> I know isn't this stupid. Like my mom made me do this. Like, it was just funny to watch. Like it just, I was like, Oh yeah, I know that feeling when you're like, he was like, 12 probably yeah, and yeah. it's like, and like, like you own it or you're like you have to make fun of it because like oh, no there's no way i'm cool with this or whatever. yeah yeah anyway that was lee so <laughs> lee <Yeah. laughs> um i'm sorry if my face looks like i'm about to get sick right now for the past like few minutes um for the youtube audience because right before we started i brushed my teeth and immediately ate a hot talkie and i feel like i'm gonna be oh my sick. gosh oh, no. so is this, is this new- i feel like i'm gonna throw up really well it's just a talkie really and toothpaste i mean the combination of a hot talkie and the minty toothpaste and then i took a sip of this iced coffee i'm just like this should be a challenge on the bachelorette because i'm gonna be ill can i ask you a question yeah why would you brush your teeth right before eating takis can you explain that kind of move to me well i'm a busy woman <laughs> i mean it's like such a strange move usually it's like the takis then the brushing 
Well, I brush my teeth earlier, but always right before the podcast, I will always brush my teeth. It kind of gets me in. Oh, freshens you up. Yeah, I'm like got fresh breath. I'm in the podcasting zone. Get you get rid of some of the film on your teeth. Gross. <laughs> but yes, but then I immediately ate. I saw the bag of hot talkies right there, and I was like, mmm, delicious. Doesn't, and then I uh, popped it, and I was like, that is a horrendous a combination. Diabolical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, your hair looks great. Thank you. She got her haircut, everyone. Look on YouTube to see her haircut premiered <laughs> today. Subscribe to see Subscribe to her hair. It looks good. Thank you. Yeah, it looks great. And then I feel like this is one of the first times in a very long time you came home from a haircut and weren't like almost on the verge of tears. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it does look She's great. She's always like, I think it's okay. It's going to be fine. Hair grows back, doesn't it? And it's like, oh. And then I got to sit there and be like, I don't know. I don't say now. <laughs> but this is the first time you walked in. I thought, I, I said, wow, your hair looks amazing. And you were like, I like it too. And I was like, yeah, a win true. is a win. A win is a win. Honestly, it's true. I don't think there's been maybe five times in my whole life where I came home after getting my hair cut and I was like, I really, really like it and I feel good about it. Mm -hmm. um, even if while I'm getting it cut, I look in the mirror and I'm like, I like it. As soon as I get in my car and open the little mirror, yeah. I I'm like, oh, this was a bad choice. It's because you're like in people pleaser mode probably and you're trying probably. to be like, I don't want to make them feel weird. Oh, but the thing, yeah. <laughs> the thing about this. <laughs> I, like, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. And then I get in my car and I'm sobbing. Like obviously my head is shaved, so I haven't done this in a long time. But I always felt, and tell me, you know, you guys are both long haired. By the way, matching hair. I know. Yeah, I the crop, yeah Lee has the black hair with the with the bleach streaks. With and the mine bleach are just streak. mine are clip-in extensions. Yeah. Everyone, well, we I cheated. You, know, you didn't have to say that. It could be a big <laughs> secret. Um, but is it just me, or does ever like every time you get a haircut, they're always a little heavy-handed? You always notice that you're like, I'll just take a little bit off, and then they whatever you said, they double. I, I you notice that happens a lot and then you're yes. kind of sitting there going like it's a lot more than I expected it's okay yes. you know what I mean yes that's why when you find your hairstylist out there who is your person I feel like it's always someone who is always a little more tentative yes. where then you can say no you can cut a little shorter mm. you know who always yeah. is uh, on the fine line of maybe not cutting as much as you wanted I'd prefer that any day over now what I should do is regularly go to the same hairstylist yeah what is your issue you go to a new person every time it's insane <laughs> like who that's such a risky move <laughs> This is why, okay? It's because I know when you have a hairstylist out there, they have packed schedules, right? And you book months in advance. And yeah. what I don't want to do is put someone in a situation where all of a sudden I'm having to cancel last minute because I changed my mind and I don't want to cut my hair and I don't want to do anything with it. Uh, so I don't want to be disrespectful to the person's schedule, okay? Wow. So because so for, but for me, sure. when I all of a sudden feel like I want a haircut, I'm like, I need to do it now. <laughs> it's true. This like within 24 hours. And so I can't, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful yes. of a schedule and cancel or whatever. So then I just will randomly walk into a hair salon and be like, anyone available? That's probably why I often walk out going like, this was not for me. And and probably what happens too is anytime you walk into a place, is anyone available? The person available isn't super busy. You and so maybe that's not, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, George is never booked. And you're like, okay, I, I, <laughs> I guess. Thanks. I wonder. Like, hey, I haven't cut hair in weeks. <laughs> I one time walked into a salon, asked if anyone was available. Someone was, and 
this hairstylist, I'm not joking, was cutting my hair with one hand and on the phone, scrolling oh, with no. the other and like texting. <laughs> and I was in a cold sweat yeah, that's when watching just it just out. chop so much more. And at the time, too, I was having a lot of hair growth issues. Yeah. So it was like, not my no. precious hair that's left. And I'm just watching it cut. And I was like, um, excuse me. <laughs> they're like, what's up, followers? And they're just like cutting up. Yeah, <laughs> just cutting hair for the first time in weeks. So excited! Come on, come come with me on my first haircut journey. And you're like, what? Oh. <laughs> and you anyway. shout out to the great hairstylist out there shout because when out. you find a great hairstylist, there is nothing better. There is nothing better. That's like a marriage, honestly. When you find a great anything. That's true. That's an exciting thing. It is. We appreciate all the greats out there. Hey, all the all the people who are doing great stuff. We shout out to all the greats. <laughs> shout out to people shout doing out good to work. All the greats. across all genres of life. Okay, we have to take a okay. quick pause. Um, okay, family. Your mom over here had a little bit of a late night last night. Went to a concert for the first mm-hmm. time in a minute and mm-hmm. had a late night. And I need a pep in my step today. And what I wish I had right now to help re-energize me, I drank them all already, uh, is eBoost's Superfuel. Superfuel is a sparkling natural energy drink like no other, crafted with plant-based caffeine and fortified with vitamins, minerals, neurotropics, electrolytes, and antioxidants. It was actually actually voted best energy drink of 2021 by eat this not that it is phenomenal and it so tastes good. so good too yes 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 super fuel contains natural caffeine to support energy and focus it's non-gmo soy free vegetarian gluten-free it has no artificial flavors colors or sweeteners it is made with high quality ingredients and again made with natural caffeine from green coffee seed and green tea to keep your mind and body moving. It also contains 10 essential vitamins and minerals, electrolytes and antioxidants and more. It does it all, honestly. What I love about Eboo Superfuel is that it's a natural caffeine. Most energy drinks are made from synthetic caffeine, which leads to the jitters and that 3 p.m. crash. With Superfuel, I don't get either of those. I get sustainable, clean energy. And by the way, again, this is the best tasting energy drink I have ever had. They have a bunch of really amazing flavors. Personally, my favorite is the blue raspberry. It is so good. And another thing I love about it too is I feel hydrated after I drink a super fuel. I love it. And eBoost is so confident that you're going to love Superfuel that they're giving you a four pack for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. Take advantage of this offer today and go to eBoost.com slash mom dad to get your free four pack of Superfuel. eBoost.com slash mom dad. So obviously we are gathered here today to discuss our beloved favorite bachelorette charity, another amazing episode. And we discussed this last week, how fast this season is going. Next week is hometowns, which is absolutely wild. And we found out that it truly is going to be a short season, which I'm really upset about. Yeah. I really want it to be a long, long season. I know. I've been enjoying it so much. It's so good. The idea that it's like coming to a close semi soon. It's hometowns next week. It it is, you know, we get into this more later, but because of the whole Brayden, like, you know, destroying all the, (laughs) all the uh, cocktail hours. It's like, like there's literally guys left who have like, I still haven't met her yet. It's like, I never met the bachelor. Uh, like, seriously. No, Brandon. They're like, hey, we're going to meet your family. And the guy's like, dude, to be honest with you, I don't like know your name 
that well. Like I kind of forget it sometimes because it's like I've hung out with you for I've 40 minutes the once pro- during the first episode. I've had to the producers like, what is her name again? Because right. And you're no. like, hey mom, this is, um, God, what is, oh yeah, Charity. It's like. It's so true that it is the Brayden piece. A thousand percent. He destroyed all the options for them to have those moments and those makeouts and the whole thing. Now, they never got any of those. I was wondering why, because obviously there are certain guys that we have now really gotten to know really well this season. But then simultaneously, I'm like, I get that this season is short and it's going by quick, but why do I feel like no one's actually had a lot of one-on-one time with her except for a few? Now it's all coming together. It truly is because all the cocktail parties were cut short. And those are those like if say he destroyed four cocktail parties. That's four times that you could have had 40 minutes with her made out, talked about something intense, had moments like, a bunch of off-camera stuff that they yeah, don't show, yeah. you know. Oh, I talked to her five times. They only showed one, right? Oh, whatever. If 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 the, he destroyed all of them, that means that like literally, there's like Sean and Tanner, and the guys have literally been like, yeah, I still have not had a conversation with her one on one. That is so wild. How wild is and that? And think about how long filming goes, because obviously we only see you know a uh, uh, hour and a half. Yeah. But they're on their fifth week, I believe. So it's been over a month. Yes. And think about if you're one of the guys who, because of the Brayden endings with the cocktail parties, has just been sitting there just like, I'm finally going to have my moment. And they don't even get a discussion for weeks, over a month. Tanner's like, I've never been able to bench press more in my entire life. Because all I do (laughs) is just just like work out in the gym at the hotel. (laughs) Because he's like, I'm never with her. So like, I've just been... Working out 24-7, you know, I've never seen more of the city. Oceanside, I know it like the back of my hand now because <laughs> I spent really so much time. They don't really ever let them out much. They're stuck, They're stuck in their hotel. They're stuck in their hotel. He's bench pressing the, the little desk in yeah. the hotel room. He's just it's like, just like God. Well, I guess I'll work on this. Unbelievable. But like it, I've seen every episode of shows or can you not even watch TV? I think it's pretty limited. <sighs> I think the books are limited. TV is limited. You really don't have anything. And of course, you don't have your phone. So you're not talking to family or anything you're not emailing them you're just alone losing your mind that's why like i said and i know we talked about it last week but that's why i really think the guys were so over brayden not only was it the cocktail party situation but also you're just with someone 24 7 stuck in a room most of the time so then anyone who is going to kind of rub you the wrong way is going to agitate you times 5,000. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's, it's hell. If you're not, if you're not in the running and you're not like, yes. even you're not one of the top, it's a hell because a, you're like burning weeks, not at work. You're burning weeks, not doing things and knowing that like, there's no way I'm going to win this thing. Cause I've only talked to her for seven seconds. And it would be so hard if you were doing some like serious traveling, obviously the season, they haven't gone out of the States yet. And yeah. I don't think they're going to go no. out of the States until maybe the final episode or two, yeah. because then now they have the hometowns. Um, but if you're one of the people who you're abroad and you're like, Oh my God, I've never been to this like place before and I'm dying mm. to see it and they're like you can't leave your hotel room and you're just like oh my god you're just looking out the window just like sobbing just praying to go outside like I just want to explore a little bit of the city I took a 20 hour flight crack. to get here and I can't even see the outside seriously seriously put your hand through the crack of the window to feel the rain just <laughs> oh yeah I remember putting it on your skin taking vitamin C tablets because they don't let you outside 
emergency every single day. You're just day. watching YouTube videos of like nature. <laughs> Babe, no YouTube videos. Gosh. Oh. Nothing. 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 They're just in dark rooms. Just, um, yeah. I don't know. You know. Not ideal. You know what else wasn't ideal? And obviously we'll break down this whole episode. But jumping ahead, what was not ideal to me personally was that one of the one-on-one dates, the date with Dotton, mm-hmm. he shows up. They, for their date, run a half marathon. That was the date. A half marathon. <laughs> now, let me break myself down for just a moment. If I run for more than 45 seconds, I feel it in my throat Mm -hmm. and I will be vomiting. Like I can't breathe. I can't talk to you. You, I show up for a date and you tell me that I have to run a half marathon. I'm like, what you all need to understand is for me to run a half marathon, I would need to have been training for five and a half years to possibly, to possibly run a half marathon. And now I'm showing up to a date and you're telling me I have to run. I swear to God, if you were like Jessica... Take me back to my PE classes, right? Where they're like, you have to run the mile. I was 100% that kid who faked sick every single time. They're like, you have to run the mile. And the one time that I did actually have to run it, I remember being like arm in arm with my bestie and she was trying to talk to me. And again, after 30 seconds, I was like, you cannot speak to me because I am starting to dry heave. I'm coughing up blood. Mm. Like I'm coughing up blood at this point because I cannot run. Well, yeah. And the thing about running, um, first of all, way too long. A half marathon. How about a 3K? That's like a mile and a half. That's like a walk. That is so long. But 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 a half. First of all, I don't know if is was. I, I think there might be some false information here because I looked it up. It's a 10K, which is still a lot. It's like six and a half miles. Half marathon, half marathon is like 12 miles. I know, I know they mentioned that, but I don't know if that's true. Unless, Either way. Evan, if it's more than 300 feet, I'm out. Okay. okay? So you say 10K to me, and I'm like, don't care. Same, same. It's all the same. A marathon, yeah. half marathon, 10K to me is all the same when you can barely Exercise run. as a date. That's a wild move. It's my nightmare. It's your nightmare. It's and my nightmare. You know what's interesting is and to have it filmed and be on display for everyone to see. I've never been a good runner. Like I've never, yeah. I've never like you know like try when I, when I was like young and it was like I was a part of sports teams and be like oh we're all gonna go for a run. The struggle. I struggle with running. Not only did I struggle with running, but then the idea of like have you ever run with a friend? It's like. And they're like, so how's life? And I'm like, what? What we're talking? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like I uh, good, good. I'm talking. So it's like, and then you. Th- so that's just talking to a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let alone, let's talk. Let's be romantic and try to connect on an emotional depth. But now, okay. So on paper, I agree. But to counter a little bit, I actually kind of liked though the idea of being like we go on a walk and people serve us beer. And we meet, you know, locals. Yeah, the, that was kind of a vibe. The getting the beer part and like getting all dressed up. You know, I'm down for right, that. But right. I'm like, but then you tell me that there's a, a starting line and a finish line. Yeah. And I have to cross the finish line at some point. You, now, you're joking. Now, let's talk about this. Do you think that that was all BS? Do you that think they that, they, that they walked 300 feet, got the beer, had a conversation, got picked up in a car, drove, drove them to the, to the finish line, they ran across, and it was like, we did it! I believe... Because let's think about this. 
You know how long it takes to walk six and a half miles? There's no way they went on a four hour walk. I believe in my heart that they did the entire thing. Insane. (laughs) I believe in my heart they did the entire thing. And I have never felt charity so deeply in my soul than when she was in the ITM and was like so, you know, I've got the costumes to make it fun because to me, running, oh, you know, like, I don't not run. so Why fun. am I doing this? She's yeah. Like, I don't do and all I could think about was the last day with, jump. with Dawn yes. where she like, was I like, I hate heights. And now they're like, you're going to have to run a half marathon. And she's like, I don't want to run. And I'm just like, producers, if I was the lead in this situation, I'd yeah. be like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, Absolutely not. Where's the like... You know, remember it was like shopping and it was like, remember like those ones and it was like a pretty woman day. Yeah. Come on. Where's the like, oh yeah, we're going to the top of a chalet where you'll (laughs) be served by royalty. She's working out, thrown off bridges. I'm like, come on, man. I would, I would straight up refuse. And then it was so funny to me with Dotton too, that they were both Dotton's one-on-one. So Dotton's like, great, a crazy, a crazy fear that I have to conquer. And now I'm having to run. That is brutal. Running and jumping. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like, oh, yeah, Charity's known as an extreme sports person. And she competed in the X Games for 10 years in a row. But to be like just putting her through all this, it's a little strange. Well, when she's saying, too, she's like, I don't I don't like to run. Right now. I understand that, you know, it's the same thing with the bungee jumping to me. A 10K, a half marathon, whatever it is, is absolutely an Any extreme K. sport. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's an extreme sport yeah. to me. So I'm like, the same way that I would see life and death being thrown off of a bridge bungee jumping, I see life and death at the starting line of a marathon. Yeah. I'm like, I will die. There better be ambulance on board. There better be paramedics because I will pass away during this run. So I get that the adrenaline rush, you know, it connects you with somebody. 100% Jess would like... Within a mile, I'll be I like, faint. I actually think, I actually think that I'm feeling something. And this is actually irregular. I, this is not just like, I'm tired. This is actually, I'm actually finding, oh, what is that? I've never felt that before. We need to, ch- oh, wait, there's something in my leg. I, this I is new. This is new. I don't know what this is. And we need to call the ambulance immediately. Like, you would a thousand percent do that. I would faint. And then you'd be in a, you'd be like, what are they, a gurney? Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> and Dot would be like having her like, like a sled like running across the finish line. (laughs) They would have to put me on a gurney and they'd be like, Oh my God, how far did she run? And they'd be like about, I don't know, 600 feet. I want to say it was to the end of the block. (laughs) And then she got a croissant. And then after the croissant said that there was something, a problem. So I don't know what that was about. (laughs) She got, she got an ice latte and a croissant. After, and then sat down after she ate the croissant, had the ice latte, <laughs> called a friend. She then said that there was an irregularity with her leg or something and that we needed to call an ambulance and then took her to the end. So I don't know. I'm not I'm just I'm not saying she's lying. I'm just saying something feels a little weird about that. And then <laughs> you, you go through, you go to the, the front. And you have crumbs like <laughs> like the croissant. And then as soon as I as soon as I pass the, pass the finish line, I'm just like, is there champagne anywhere? Like, because oh, I'm, I'm really stressed. Now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, I honestly, I know there is a irregularity with my leg, and it really does hurt. But like, I think that they're like, well, here's take some pain medicine. You're like, no, no, no. Do you guys have food? <laughs> 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 that would be me. And then you pop up and you're like, oh, that's a, that's a cute cafe. Let's go over there. Have a drink. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I look at the store. <laughs> I'm feeling so much better. I think it's just dehydration. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> and 
and that's a day in the life with me. <laughs> it's weird. Jess sometimes feels sick, but whenever there's like a cafe around, uh, they definitely like the symptoms really go down. If I'm being honest with you. This whole this tangent sim- is in France to me. Like it's yeah, in yeah. it's in Paris. <laughs> well, it was in New Orleans. New oh, Orleans, uh, yeah, New Orleans. Yeah. So, but it's like, but that is. I've the, seen yeah, cafe. Yeah. I've seen like cafe beignets yeah, that they're beignets. passing, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm supposed to be you're running like this, right you're like now. This, you're like dying, and you're like, oh, and then you're like taking him. <laughs> no, but I will say just crumbles. a little look into our life. There's no question that like if Jess is not feeling good, the symptoms really go they 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 lessen significantly like when there's a cool restaurant or a cafe that we could possibly go to, but she but if it was like no, I don't she'll never say I don't feel good enough to go to like a cafe or like a or like a restaurant. I need sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> it's so real though. Like when you're hungry, you just like your body shuts down. Like, yeah. oh, it's not even about hard. hunger. It's about Jess just liking cafes and I just restaurants. Like the vibe. Yeah, it's the vibe. <laughs> The, the vibe isn't good on no, this. No, it's on the this. vibe. It's not even about the food. It's just about like, oh, I like kind of a restaurant moment. That's a hundred percent. You can't even deny it. She can't even deny it right now. If it wasn't true, she'd be like, stop. What are you talking about? But she's laughing so hard because it's a thousand percent true. Same goes with Katie. Um, you know, Aunt Katie, we're talking about Aunt Katie again. If if she's if she wakes up in the morning, he's like, oh, I do not feel good all day. Oh my gosh, I feel so sick. And then Katie goes, Hey, do you want to go? Get, you want to go out to eat? You're like, I don't know. I just, I, don't know. I think I just need. I think I just need to kind of clear my head. I think that's what the issue is, babe. And I'm like, okay. It's stress sickness. It, it needs to be. <laughs> there's the salve of a restaurant. Okay, there's oh, a the salve. salve of a restaurant. That's that's. You know what that is? That's your memoir. <laughs> the salve is. of a restaurant that is your autobiography you know what a quick way for you to to inspire me to fully clean the room is to be like we can't go to a restaurant until the room is clean now would i listen to you <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say no. you'd be like haha done then you're like off to a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> i love a restaurant but that would have been me during yes. the run. And shout out to Charity, man. I mean, Charity Powered. is just, uh, she is just an absolute queen. And she is out here and they're making her do the bungee jumping and making her run when she doesn't like to run. And yet she is just having the time of her life regardless. Yes. Now, granted, it makes it easier when you are with someone that you have a crush of on. Course, you know, you course. can motivate yourself to do things. But mm-hmm. shout out to her because I was like, my goodness, Charity, if I was you, I'd be like, oh my God, you know, I think I'm not feeling well. I need to go back to the hotel room. Yes. And then I'd be like, sorry, Dotton, the date is over and I will be at the hotel bar ASAP. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they pull, I don't know, it's been so funny to me. I think it's just hitting home. But, um, you know, like they would, they would, they would take her in the ambulance and like gurney her up to her room and then the, everyone would leave. And then like a producer is like, oh, I forgot my um, phone in her, in her room. And then they come back and she's at the hotel bar just like chatting. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> that would be me. They'd be like, Jess is out there. She's got an Aperol spritz. She said that she thought she had the flu. She's by the pool. I was like, the seltzer helps. The yeah, bubbles. I just, I my, my tummy. <laughs> Anyway, I thought we were going to get started quickly, and here we are. That was fun, though. Half an hour into the episode. Uh, Let's do it. Let's get into it. (laughs) I do have to say this before we do officially dive in as well. Jesse Palmer was not shown for one 
second of this episode. I mean, I don't understand. They we didn't see not even a date card. Not even hey. One second. In fact, not a date card. Not a not a rose ceremony. Which, by the way, I love that they switched that up and didn't do the rose ceremony. It was like new and exciting and so fresh. But. I was laughing so hard when we did not see him for one second and every date card, the men would open the hotel door and they would have a small like nightstand, a small table made of marble just sitting outside the door with no one to be seen with the date card on it. Jesse Palmer was replaced by a small nightstand outside of these hotel rooms that was embossed in gold. (laughs) The studios are probably like, well... You know, this is kind of working out. And it saves us a ton of money. <laughs> like Jesse Palmer or a nightstand. And they're like, the nightstand was forty seven ninety nine. Jesse Palmer is way more expensive than that. I think we're going to go with the nightstand on this one. And no one's complaining so- about it. Okay, I think we're going to go nightstand. I was laughing so hard that they showed that. That when the door would open, they, I'm like they could have just had the guy walk in with the date card. The fact that they showed every time they opened it and there was a small nightstand with the card waiting during the reunion no one in the hall during the reunion they have them like come up and there's just a nightstand in the middle of the reunion and then everyone just goes walks up and like reads cards like random questions and like next up (laughs) this uh reunion's brought to you by and then like they read the sponsors and they're just doing all the work and they're like wow this is great this is working out jesse palmer versus nightstand jesse palmer versus nightstand no i like to imagine that the reason that jesse palmer was not in new orleans is that he decided to stay in oregon because he was like producers family i am this close to catching bigfoot i feel it in my bones it's calling out to me he's like you guys gonna give me 24 more hours and they're like jp we gotta get going like obviously we're on a limited schedule here we have to go to new orleans like next week is charity's hometown dates and he's like you guys one more day let me go out the last time i went out in my in my uh sasquatch costume and i i, I swear to god i felt something like i just you gotta yeah. let me back out there. he's like me and the bfc boys are <laughs> are hanging out up in washington and they're like bfc well the bigfoot crew and they, they all, we come from all over the world you know and we're meeting up we're finding you know we're finding the one and they're just like okay dude well just so you know we've been talking to some of the bosses and they have bought a nightstand and he's like what are you talking about like, to replace you we're gonna see how it goes and he's like i'm willing to take that risk <laughs> for the love of the game he's like for the love of the game me and the bfc boys have started a oh me and the bfc crew have started a uh what's that thing you raise money on a go fund me to to fund our salaries while we're here because we are doing the lord's real work. research to find i like i like the idea that he just needed 24 more hours because he was so close or production was like had a meeting no. and they were like hey we got to be real with you jp jesse palmer like it's too far. Like he won't shut up about this. Like we told him we're not going to do a Bigfoot date. We let him have his moment where he talked about it when he introed the city to the boys. We let him have his costume moment. Like yeah. it, it's it's the obsession has taken over him and he won't shut up. So we're just going to casually leave because we we can't do it anymore. Yeah, he's it's obsessed. Too much. <laughs> and then after this episode, anytime they need to get him in line, they just send him a picture of a nightstand, and he's like, "Sorry, I'll be there." And- because he knows that he, his life, his career flashed before his eyes. Oh, they just send him a photo and in it, they just um, Photoshop Bigfoot's foot wherever they are. And they're like, you got to get here, JP. Dude, we think we spotted here. him. <laughs> Bigfoot's on the move. 
Oh my god. He's, he's like, I'll fly they're anywhere. Going cross country. <laughs> Insane. All right, let's get into this recap. Enough of this insanity. Okay, before we get into the recap, we have to take another <laughs> quick pause. <laughs> okay, family, you all know we are well into summer. We really are. We're deep into summer. And if you're a parent or a caretaker, you also know that this may be around the time you really are trying to think of cool activities for the kiddos. Well, we have your perfect answer and activity, and it is KiwiCo. We love KiwiCo in this family. KiwiCo is defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and seriously fun. They create super cool hands-on projects designed to create a lifelong love of learning among kids. You might know KiwiCo as a monthly subscription that delivers monthly hands-on projects for kids, but now you can go to KiwiCo.com slash store to find tons of creative projects and ready-to-play activities. From engineering robots to exploring science of cooking, you can choose the exact crate that you want without a subscription. It's amazing. At the online KiwiCo store, you can pick projects that match your child's specific interest. We got Ember the paleontologist mm-hmm. kit because she's super into dinosaurs. She absolutely loved it. Um, and if you can't decide what to get your young adventurer, there's a simple quiz to find the perfect crate. And there are truly so many fun options. KiwiCo offers kid-tested, kid-approved activities for all ages from developmental play for babies and toddlers to hands-on science, art, and geography for kids. You'll also be surprised at how high quality the project and materials are too, seriously. These are real engineering, science, and art projects designed to be accessible and age-appropriate for kids. Find the perfect hands-on project for your family at the KiwiCo store. No subscription required. Get 20% off any store crate with promo code MOMDAD at kiwico.com slash store. That's 20% off any store crate with code MOMDAD at K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash store. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. Perfect timing, honestly, because it has been hot, like we said before, and I have been thankful for and living in my flowy and lightweight dresses and cardigans from Jenny Kane. For real, it has been my day-to-day uniform. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their summer staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. Truly, my Jenny Kane pieces will stay with me forever because these pieces are such great great quality and they also are just such classic styles that you know you'll be able to keep them in your closet for forever. You'll wear them forever. They're always going to look good. And again in any season, but this one especially their dresses are the it item. I am obsessed with the cove dress and road dress for summer occasions and their new day dress is quickly becoming one of my faves. Plus everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. I love to pair a Jenny Kane dress with one of their classic sweaters for a look that's effortless and so easily put together. Honestly, if you go on the Jenny Kane website and you mix and match their clothing, they truly make it so that you can effortlessly style your wardrobe. Everything works so well together. I love it. I love it. They also have a stunning collection of home essentials, timeless furniture pieces, cozy throws, perfectly curated decor, and the most incredible candles. They have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code MOMDAD at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code MOMDAD, JennyKane.com, promo code MOMDAD. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Okay, let's actually get into the meat of this episode. This episode that actually truly was 
it was a very historic episode because we had a two on one that ended up not getting a rose in the end that got extended and then there you know someone gets sent home early and then there ends up being a three on one and then that the rose i mean it was charity is out here giving the people what we want charity gives us the best bachelorette well she just does what she wants and i think that's the thing you don't feel the peer pressure from her you just feel like she's doing what she wants and she's saying, I'm not playing by the rules. Like, I don't have to give anyone a rose at all. No. And she says that multiple times. I could take the rose off your chest if I wanted to. I could give it to you or not give it to you. I was like, like hell yeah, you can. There was a moment, too, where she said in the past with relationships that she has found that when she um, is having, a, like, she can have a hard time making decisions. Mm-hmm. And then that's led to problems in relationships. Yeah. So you see her actively. And I was even thinking about that with the Brayden end of everything, where, of course, there's a chance that producers were like, was like, you need to keep Brayden. Yeah. But if it wasn't and it was like yeah i have a connection with him like again she said in the past i have been indecisive and that's led to problems so i feel like you see her going no i'm gonna keep someone around uh no i'm not gonna give out a rose yet because i want to find my person at the end of this and i'm gonna do what i want to do and she's also giving us top tier bachelorette by when she's about to give a rose like to xavier where she's like I don't have to give this rose. And then you're like, she's not going to give Xavier a rose. She's leaving us on the edge of our seat in moments. She's giving us moments that with, I think other seasons you would have uh, just a, a a quick rose giveaway and you'd know it was coming where all of a sudden we're on the edge of our seat going, is Is she she not going to do it? Or, you know, they would give it to like the best of the worst where it's like, I don't really like it that much, but I don't, I I like that person less. So I'll just give it to you as opposed to being like neither of you. God, it's so good. It is so good. So they um, are now in New Orleans, like we said before. They are staying in the States. I have to tell you, though, I have never been to New Orleans, and I've always wanted to go. So I was definitely feeling some serious jealousy. I wanted to be there so bad. You know, it's funny. I haven't really spent any time there either, and it's like I've heard nothing. My friends who spend a lot of time there are like, it's the best. That's what I've heard too. They're like, it's, it's one of my best. favorite cities ever. It's amazing. So, should we stop podcasting right now and go on a Let's family go. trip, Lee? Let's go. <laughs> We're going. Let's go. We're going. Well, someone who also loves New Orleans is Aaron B. Apparently, Aaron B. lived there for many years, and the city has stolen Aaron B.'s heart. Um, I was also thinking, too, Aaron B. is currently resides in San Diego. Yes. So we're basically doing a tour of Aaron B.'s hometowns. Mm-hmm, we're just, mm-hmm. that's what we're doing on the map is Aaron B. But he was feeling very strongly about wanting to make sure that he gets a, d- a date in his city of New Orleans. And he was just crushed time after he time. Was, he was tripping. He was not doing well. <laughs> and I loved the idea of him being in the hotel room and or when they're having to relocate with Ubers and buses where he's just telling everybody every detail of every place he's ever gone and all the guys being like, okay, that's, uh, that's enough, Aaron. Yeah, we know that's where you uh, had your first kiss over there. Yeah. And we love you, man. But like, it's we don't care. <laughs> so, so let it go. Oh, the beignets here are the best. We, Stop. We got to go in. Say ahead say of my friend, Jerry. <laughs> there was a moment where they hopped on the bus to go meet Charity and the other guys hop in in front of him and you hear him go up oh, first public bus ride. And, you know, he's doing yeah, he's doing his thing that. where he's just like my town. And you're like, no, you lived here for three years in college. That's not said, the same. I think that he lived there for like seven oh, years. Did he? Okay. So he was there for a minute. But, That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. But I just was laughing at the idea of just being like. Hey guys, first Uber in uh, New Orleans. Yeah. First step into the hotel in New Orleans. Normal, normal stuff. <laughs> yeah. First, 
first poop. <laughs> you do number two? Oh, nothing better than a number two in New Orleans. I remember just, my first number two blew that toilet <laughs> wide open. Nothing like it here, man. Nothing like it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did you go pee? Oh, good, good, good. You got to do a New Orleans pee. There's nothing more epic than that. <laughs> but he was just, he was feeling devastated. Mm-hmm. And he did let us know, too, that it's been a month since his yeah. date with Charity, which, again, is wild to think having that first date. People always talk about how, oh, my God, it's so exciting. And the first date typically is someone who goes far. Mm-hmm. But then you have that long lull yes. where you're trying to hold on to hope that your connection is still there with that long amount of time in between. You know my thought. If, you know, first date slash first impression rose. I know. It's kind of the the kiss of uh, it ain't going to happen for you. But again, you get in your head. You think it's happening. You, 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 get, you get ahead of yourself. But again, bachelor data reports time and time again our queen she reports that it always looks good or at least they go far but i think you do get in your head i think you get in your head because you see them losing their minds because they're like wait i thought we had something special yeah so interesting well he's struggling in this episode Mm -hmm. but i have to tell you all of these guys really hold it together really well yeah there were so many moments in this episode where i feel like with other guys in the past you would have seen explosive meltdowns mm-hmm. you would have seen big fights happening yes. you know especially with the the tanner sean situation i thought i felt like we saw sean on the verge where it's like oh he's gonna lose yep. it and i can't lie i was kind of hoping a little bit that he was snap yeah snap. but everyone really kept it together very yes. well and even though Aaron was struggling you know he didn't go to charity and, and have a full spiral right, he right. was just processing it in his own space yeah. um, I did want to say I saw in an article I apologize I forget where it was from but Aaron Clancy who mm-hmm. is besties with Aaron B said that he's bummed out that they're not showing the funny side of Aaron B because Aaron Clancy says that Aaron B is one of the funniest guys he knows. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, Aaron B seems like a great guy. Funny is not the thing that comes to mind. to mind either. Maybe the least funny guy on the show. Maybe, but from, from what we've been shown, what we've seen of Aaron Clancy is that, you know, Aaron Clancy is the king of the comedic relief on the bachelor stage. So I do, I can't lie and say, I don't know how much I trust Aaron Clancy with all the things in life, but what I do trust him with is things that are nectar and knowing what, is funny probably because yeah. the man's hilarious. So maybe, but then you ever have that friend that's like, you gotta meet my friend, Kevin. He's <laughs> so funny. And then you're like, you meet Kevin and you're like, Kevin is not funny at all. And you're like immediately judging your friend who thinks they're so funny. And you're like, I don't understand why you think he's funny. Cause one time, seven years ago, you guys had laughed really hard. Like, and now he's funny forever. Maybe Aaron B always laughs at that's exactly Aaron Clancy. That's, so that Aaron Clancy's so funny because like, he thinks I'm funny. Aaron Clancy's like the guy has the best sense of humor. He's hilarious because he's always laughing yes. at Aaron Clancy. Yes, that's exactly what it is. That you just nailed it. Yeah, and scene. And Thank scene. you. Yeah. Um, so 
they are getting their beignets. Well, they're actually not getting their beignets. They are at Cafe Beignet having their drinks and Charity comes up mm-hmm. and lo and behold, it is not a date with Aaron B. It is going to be a date with Joey. Now, later in the episode, everyone says they're surprised that Joey got this one-on-one date, but I was like, he didn't ever really technically get a full one-on-one. No, but he won the makeout thing and, and then it- he got kind of that afternoon and that was literally like two episodes ago so i mean this is the issue with this episode is that like <laughs> but that's not a full that's not a one-on-one no, it's day. not a one-on-one but it's the closest thing you can get to it true i guess he won a challenge and i guess that is the difference but then sean was just like i can't believe joey got a one-on-one and i didn't yeah and i was like you guys had essentially the same kind of thing yeah. right like sean had his moment with charity on the pier i have and- a whole thought on sean Okay. I have a whole thought on Sean. We'll get into it. Okay, we'll get into it. Um, but Joey has his one-on-one, and they are in a carriage going around uh, the city. Joey is just top tier. Yeah. Joey is handsome and lovely and warm. And I have to tell you, he is giving me Tyler Cameron energy. Mm. Not in the sense that I feel like him and Tyler Cameron are similar, but in the sense that I could see him becoming a forever heartthrob for Bachelor Nation. Got it. Got it. Yeah. My thing with Joey is that he's just, you know, when certain people are not insecure Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't, or I'm not saying he isn't insecure. We're all insecure, but I mean, like certain people wear their insecurities. Yes. In the, how they act. Mm-hmm. And I think one way that you can act insecure is when you are very set on getting your opinion across constantly mm-hmm. or interjecting or have, making sure that like your voice is heard in every conversation. He's the opposite of that. Yeah. He never interjects. He never cuts her off. He's always um, listening. Like, you know, certain people are like, certain people kind of listen, but then they're kind of waiting for you to be done so they can say what they want to say, which I mean, I can, I mean, I'll be honest with you. That's basically what podcasting is. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what podcasting is. is When do I get to talk again? So I guess maybe more I feel like I'm aware of that because I know that, you know, from doing this and stuff that like, you know, that can be something I can do sometimes is wanting to talk. So watching him, just being able to be sitting in it, and no matter what she said, he's ingesting it. He's listening to every word. He's in, he's then digesting it, and then like responding to exactly what she, he's not trying to appease her. He's not trying to just make her feel good. He's just there. He's extremely present, and because of that, his energy could not be more calming. You're right. The presence, he is very present and it's that active listening. Super active listening. Like, you know, you're actually ingesting what I'm saying. There's no glazing eyes that are happening. Because every time he talks, it's in direct response to what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a pretty, whether they're going to work out or they have enough chemistry to make it all work is one thing. But one thing I will say is that the dude is like an inspiration when it comes to being present with someone and listening. No, absolutely. And I've noticed that too uh, with the men in the house. When he'll, when they have the the moments where you're seeing them in the hotels, he'll, you'll see him ask the men certain questions about how their date went and he's always leaning in like, and the way that he's engaging is uh, quite wonderful. It is. It's pretty magical. Why are you smiling? <laughs> she's smiling because she's like, you should reach out to him and see if he does is lessons. He <laughs> the smile was creeping on Is her face. Is there a Joey master Listen, class? <laughs> go to a cafe already, all right? 
<laughs> Go find a cafe. <laughs> no, but he is incredibly present. It's yes, crazy. he really is. And he's a great person to have on a date like this, going throughout the city, mm-hmm. having fun experiences. Um, you know, they have a tarot card moment, which yes. we love to see. And then Poetry. they get a, a, a poem in Instant the moment. Instant poetry. Instant poetry. Now... This man is asking some deep questions. He's ingesting this. And then he presents them with a poem, watching them read it out loud. Mm -hmm. I had two thoughts. Mm -hmm. One, that makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Like I have to react in a really positive way to the poem. I would love. Oh, okay. The pressure to be like, you did a great job. You know what it is? It's the serenading thing. It'd be like, oh, I'd like, I'd love to take the poem the beautiful poem you just wrote us and I'd like to walk away and read it without you looking at me and being about, you know, inches away from my face that I have to react to your poetry. And it was a beautiful poem. The man crushed it. The second thought I had was, I don't know if you remember that our dear, dear friend, Zach Shalcross had a moment where I believe him and Katie wrote poems to each other. Yes. And I pictured Zach Shalcross sitting there reading this poem out loud and being like, this isn't a poem. It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> Yes. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I like you. Let's make out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) This man writes this gorgeous poem. Zach's just like, it does not rhyme. It is not poetry. (laughs) Roses are red. Violets are blue. I like your bikini. Can we do more tropical so I could see you in bikini more? <laughs> Roses are red. <laughs> so, sorry, Zach. I, love you, Zach. I feel like I feel like I'll forever go back to Zach. And you know why? I feel like I don't know the man, but I just feel like he's a good sport. You know what? We started this podcast on him. It's true. You he is I mean? our forever. So he's a founding father of our podcast. And we'll always go back. And we love that. We love that about you, Zach. Um but the poem was very beautiful mm-hmm. and they have their moment and Another moment where you see Joey active listening, fully engaged with this poet on the streets, this poet laureate just on the streets. Also very comfortable at complimenting and looking in her eyes, which I felt like I might be uncomfortable with, where he's like, like, the poet's like, so tell me about her. And he's just like, he looks right at her and he goes, she's amazing. She's this, she's that, she's this, that. And I thought, ooh, I have some more therapy work to do because if someone looked directly in my eyes and just told me all the things they liked about me, I think I'd have a hard time ingesting that. I'd be kind of like totally. I'd be kind of like I don't know where to look. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't do it now. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, <set> it <laughs> I saw that look in your eyes. I was like, uh oh. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of an intense thing it to is. do. Is just look it's right at intimate. someone and be like, yeah, it's very intimate. It's very intimate. It's very intimate. Um, so they end up, you know, the rest of the one-on-one date. I do have to, another side note that I do have to make, and I would like to reach out to ABC, uh, the franchise, and say, I believe that there should be a season where the focus is ghost hunting versions of The Bachelor yes. or The Bachelorette. And they've had dates here and there where you have like, oh, a spooky date. I want a whole season. If we're going to stay in the U.S., mm. let's not, why Why not, instead of the whole Rock of Love idea, we can do a full haunted spooky mansion, tour. Maybe. A haunted bachelorette or bachelor season where you're doing a full spooky tour the entire time and everything is surrounding 
spookiness, hauntings, Ouija boards. JP could have his Bigfoot moment. We can have lore, you know, all of this going on. Yeah, 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 they go to Area 51. I I feel like it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. It's It's a lot. You know, maybe an episode, but like no, I want the an whole entire thing. season. Do you know how many amazing haunted places there are around the United States? That's true. Terrified, terrified of love coming this summer. Ooh, I like that. You know I mean? And it can all be people who are really nervous about getting married. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, there you go, producers. You can have that one for free. <laughs> Something to think about. Um, but then, um, Joey. <clears throat> Joey and Charity have their night portion of the date where they start to get into more intense, deeper conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, She brings up meeting Joey's family. Mm -hmm. And something that I thought Joey did that was very good and very communicative, pre-communicating, was that he let her know that his family has seen him get hurt in the past. So they might be protective but he wants to make it clear to her beforehand that it has nothing to do with her mm. and that she's amazing. Mm. And I felt like that was very intentional, very kind and smart to do. I felt like that's kind to a lead because so many leads step into a situation where the family is very defensive and protective because they're like, you know, our son, our daughter got really, really hurt. We don't understand this process. And then the lead walks away and is feeling like, is this about me and taking it personally? So the fact yeah. that, beforehand joey's saying just fyi i've been hurt they might be protective of me but no it it has nothing to do with you yeah so that charity can walk in with that feeling yeah i agree you know what i mean yeah yeah. again it's a back to that thing he doesn't just say things yes to appease or to make things feel better he speaks the truth he thinks what you know i I think i think she senses that big time from him yes a thousand percent another example is um later in the evening charity addresses interracial relationships in this current climate and it was an extremely powerful conversation that charity was willing to have and obviously you know i'm a white woman so i can't speak into um how charity felt with the way that joey then handled it but it appeared that she felt very seen and supported by him because he was listening yeah and his response wasn't like oh i know i know yeah two things i really liked about that conversation one was her bringing up the fact that her ex it was it was ignorance she said it was like ignorance was Mm -hmm. an issue and um what i loved about her first of all was that she sat in it she wasn't she did she said what she said they spoke for a little bit and then she just sat there yeah. and she just kind of ingested what he was saying. Yeah. And then what I loved about what he said was he didn't tell her like you, you like he didn't tell her, oh, I don't care. Or it's this. He didn't give her like the line to like calm anxiety. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't know. I've never gone through that, but I'm here with you and we will take it one step at a time. And I, you know what I mean? It was just yep. a very like mature, honest I'm not trying to give you a line that'll make you put your anxieties down. I'm just going to be real with you and say, I'm right here with you. And I thought that was like the only way to like do it healthily and not, you know, give someone a bunch of lines that make them feel like, oh, everything's fine. It's like you're just being honest. And I thought it was I think you could see in her. She appreciated that so much. A thousand percent. And they sat in it together. Mm -hmm. And then he asked if she needed a hug. And they had that intimate moment together. So that was a really powerful conversation. And Charity just being willing to, you know, put out the emotional labor to have this conversation on public television. It was a powerful conversation. And yeah, Yeah. a really, a really powerful moment in the show. Um, So she is in her itms i mean she is she is crying Mm -hmm. she is there 
he tells her that he is falling in love with her. Yes. And she gives him the rose. And with the two of them, I feel like my prediction with the two of them is I feel like they have this really deep connection together mm-hmm. and they're two incredible people. And I do think they have a chemistry. I feel like that chemistry will honestly maybe become more of a friend energy. Mm. Um, I don't know. I agree. I, 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 I feel like that. there's a deep intimacy between the two of them. And I feel like I don't see him walking away being her fiance, but I do see them walking away in a really loving way that they'll be connected in a sense for forever and yeah. friends for forever. I'm not, I'm a, I'm feeling the exact same way. Yeah. Like almost like she probably more for her where yes. there's like this, everything about you is perfect. Yes. But there is a missing like total romantic element. Yes. Like, no, I think it's, I think, I think it's for her too. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm sensing from him that he's very into this, but I just sensing from her that there's like this, I am so drawn to you. I mm-hmm. like you so much. I like the way you kiss. I like our energy, everything. Mm-hmm. But there is just this like, I don't know if you're my husband. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's like, we would have dated if it would have been normal life. Yes. We would have dated for a summer, had a great time. We'd be friends forever after that. But I'm not seeing like. And I might feel differently if there wasn't a Dotton, for yeah, example. Yeah, I think that's more the issue is you're seeing something comparing to compare to. to yes. Yeah, where I'm like, that connection just seems so seems deep and so like otherworldly, another life we were together and Energy. Well, it seems like Joey just with an extra with the extra added thing on top. Yeah. Which is like true romance, yeah. romantic connection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But love yeah. the both of them. Love them. But and... yes, I would not be shocked if he gets maybe to the very end and like she mm-hmm. chooses Dotton over him kind of energy. Mm-hmm. He's another one. Big potential bachelor energy. Big everything energy. I could see him being Truly. on any version of the show again. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my gosh, can you imagine if he's on paradise? I feel like the women will lose their minds. The only issue is that he's not like six four, and I feel like these days, if you're gonna be the bachelor, you have to be like super <laughs> like tall. We have a rule, no, but even in the first episode, he was like, Whoa, he's looking up, he's like, Everybody's so tall. Oh. I almost do feel like there's a rule, like, you got to be over six two to but, be like the bachelor. No, but by the way, let me make something very clear. I heard him, I I believe it was on Bachelor Happy Hour. I apologize if I'm wrong about this, but he was being interviewed and he they asked him how tall he was and he's 5'11". Right. And he's and he even made a comment where he's like I'd love to say 6 foot and just yeah, you know whatever. Right, he's right, like right. but I, I'm 5'11". So think about that. That's tall. He's a five. He's a tall guy. Five eleven is a tall guy. That's how that tall. That shows you how tall everybody and is. And he was. He said I was so short compared to everyone. So yeah. everyone in there is like, like six rock. four. Yeah. <laughs> so and then Dotton's like I think thirteen feet tall because he's like hitting lights as he's walking by. <laughs> I was really noticing this episode every doorway. I'm like, he's like the guy has to duck under mm-hmm. every single doorway. Like mm-hmm. wow, wow, wow. Um, but anywho, loved their date. Sorry, that was my clinking uh, straw, <laughs> and I'm uh, taking it out now. okay moving on okay before we get into the two-on-one date let's take a quick pause so family listen we all just have the one body we are in so it's important that you love on it and you take care of it and that's something i've been really trying to do and looking into lately and 
now that I've been looking into it, did you know what I found out? About 80% of your immune system is located in your gut and digestive tract. So healthy digestion is essential for overall health and wellness, which is why I've been taking OptiGreens 50 from First Form. OptiGreens 50 is a precisely formulated green superfood powder meant for overall immune system support and digestive health. It's a low temperature processed, 100% organic grasses. 100% of the greens ingredients are all grown and made manufactured in the USA, and it has 50 hand-chosen ingredients effectively dosed. And let me tell you, the taste and the texture are actually good. I am extremely picky when it comes to this type of stuff, and I can tell you I actually enjoy the taste and texture of it, which is wild for me. Their taste and texture are like no other product on the market, not gritty, and has a sweet berry flavor from natural flavors. In fact, they're so confident in the flavor that if you don't like it, they offer a 110% money-back guarantee. Send it back if you don't think this is the best tasting and highest quality greens powder on the market and they'll give you your money back plus 10%. I mean, that is confidence and it Seriously. is good. Visit firstform.com slash mom dad. That's firstform.com slash mom dad. That's the number one S-T-P-H-O-R-M dot com slash mom dad to get free shipping through this link on any orders over $75. Firstform.com slash mom dad. So you all know how we feel about our dogs, okay? We worship them, we adore our dogs, we love them so much, and we want to give them the best life possible, all the walks, the beach times, the cuddles, and feeding them the best food. And that would be the farmer's dog. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. Our dogs go absolutely wild for the farmer's dog. When we started feeding them the farmer's dog, we saw the difference immediately. These dogs are doing backflips when they see this food. Traditionally dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed. You can use much lower quality ingredients than they claim, and it's really hard to know what the right serving size is. The farmer's dog is higher quality food sent pre-proportioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. And a fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from Mm -hmm. healthier coat and skin to better breath and even easier digestion and smaller, better poops. I love the farmer's dog. And like I said, our dogs are absolutely obsessed with it. And the farmer's dog makes it so easy online to make sure your dog is getting individually what they need. And the food also comes in packaging that has your dog's name on it. It's very, very Mm -hmm. cute. I love it. Uh, Help keep your dog happy and healthy for all of your adventures together with the farmer's dog get 50 percent off your first box at the farmer's dog.com slash mom dad that's the farmer's dog.com slash mom dad for 50 percent off your first box the farmer's dog.com slash mom dad all right on to our two on one okay which obviously everyone was saying can you imagine if they would have done a Braden? Aaron two-on-one. It would have gotten wild. A Brayden Aaron two-on-one in the bayou with the alligators would have gone off. (laughs) Someone might have not left. An alligator. Someone might have got thrown over to the alligators. I know. I was like, it might have gotten real intense. Now, this date, I can tell you, I really would. I wouldn't have wanted to be part of a two-on-one date, but a date in the bayou seeing alligators i would have loved that, that is really cool that is so cool now would i have gotten destroyed by bugs because bugs love to drink my blood yes i would have come back with all sorts of bites from the still waters but 
I'd be obsessed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love a gator. It's like a, it's an interesting thing. That's something you don't do all the time. It's a very exciting. You know what I mean? And these men were very uh, in their head and stress. Yes. So I felt like they weren't able to really relax into uh-uh. how fantastic this date was. Also, Sean how, had the quote of the day, in my opinion. He goes, man, that's a lot more alligators than I thought there'd be. <laughs> it's like electric. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a, that's something you say when you don't know what else to say, and you're on edge. Like, wow, this, yeah, more more alligators than I thought there would be. Like, yeah, that's true. I was thinking that too. It's like, okay. Filling anyway, space. <laughs> filling space. Also, water out here. Want to acknowledge Captain Tom? Loved Captain Huge Tom. Fan of Captain Huge Tom. fan of Captain Tom. Also, Captain Tom was ready to throw his hat in the ring for charity. He was. He was. He like, was well, I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> if they don't do it. I will. You know, like, let me know if she's single after this. He was he was the real deal. He was everything. The producers were like, so do you think that she has a connection? He's like, yeah, there was definitely one that was talking a little more that I think that maybe she had more of a connection with. But you know what? If, if she wants a real man, come on down <laughs> to the swamps. <laughs> He's like, I would we'll not give her a mind. Discount on the ride now, all year long. That would have been a moment where, if I had the opportunity as the Bachelorette, if I was like, I'm, not, I know I'm not going to choose Sean or Tanner. I really don't know them well enough. I don't have this deep connection. I'm going to throw the audience for a loop, and I will be giving Captain Tom a rose, and oh, he like will that. be getting brought back to the hotel. Can you imagine the men? All of a sudden, they're like, "Who's coming back on the two-on-one?" And in walks Captain Tom. Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> His voice was awesome too. It was just like Lemite. It was like growly and like low. I loved him. He was so great. Much. He was and amazing. he provided this gorgeous crawfish spread mm-hmm. at the end of it. I mean, just a Out of full a bucket. It was a full service experience. You got to see the gators. You went around in the boat, and then he had a full feast for you afterwards. This is my bucket that I keep my tools in. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> Grab any bucket you like. <laughs> They're like, thank you. Like <laughs> trying to eat out of his gear bucket. That guy's great. I loved him so much. Um, so <laughs> that date ends up wrapping um, with the Gator tours, and she. We see a rose, by the way, during this date yeah. portion while they're with the Gators. Uh, But she does not give anyone the rose and says, hey, let's all go to dinner. And Sean does get a moment where he does interrupt her ITM with a makeout. And I was thinking if you're Tanner also like that's such an awkward situation where you both are being told to leave. And the one guy you're on a two on one with runs in, gets a quick makeout. Like, what are you supposed to do? You can't. Because then you want, you're like, I want Charity to know that I also want to have that moment with you and I'm not trying to ignore you. But then there's this weird thing of like, Sean runs, interrupts an ITM, makes out with you. What am I supposed to do? I can't run after him and just be like, me too, me too. Like, no, no, you just got to have to then walk away. It's just. You know what I would have done? I would have done the thing. You know how people, you know, you can like um, turn around and then make it look like you're kissing and like making out with someone. That's what I would have done for the camera. I've been like, oh. Sorry. Like I would have done I would have made fun of something like what's well, like I'm here by myself, so I might as well do that. I'll like, just make out with myself. Yeah, or I would have ran over to charity and made out with her right after. I mean, like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> but I feel bad for Tanner because yeah. it was like, I mean, I I get it. If I was in Sean's position, you know, you do what you gotta do. But yeah. then Tanner's just kinda like Okay, the guy who's had the least amount of time by a mile. Yeah. So then they end up going to the night portion and it is wild when 
Tanner and Charity are sitting together that you're very much like this is a one-on-one uh, or a first night conversation. Yes. You could feel that they have not spent time together or just they've had yeah, moments together. Yeah, it was together. like, so what's your favorite color kind of stuff? You know yeah. what I mean? The real hard hitting questions we've talked about earlier. It's like they were just starting the convo. They were really starting to And you can see that look on her other. face just kind of like, oh, like we're so far behind with yeah. these guys. It's like. Yeah. And Tanner, in my opinion, just seems like such a stand-up guy Mm -hmm. like i know we haven't gotten to see a lot of him but i feel like everything we've seen of tanner he's had some funny moments and now in this situation where then charity ends up saying at the end of all of this her conversations with tanner and sean charity ends up saying i can't make the decision yet i I still don't know what i'm going to do so i'll see you guys later Mm -hmm. and doesn't give out a rose on the two-on-one which is iconic legendary loved it Tanner walked away going great. He had the biggest smile on his face when she didn't give a rose. He was thrilled because he's like, this means more time. This means a potential cocktail party. Guess what? No Brayden this week. So maybe we'll have a cocktail party. And he truly did end up getting to have more time with her because mm-hmm. then they did the three on one. Mm-hmm. But from his perspective, he's like, this just means more for sure time. Um, and I felt like seeing him operating through this whole journey He's the one guy who hasn't gotten any like actual one-on-one time. And I feel like a lot of people on this show would be having spiral meltdowns. And he has really held his shit together. Mm -hmm. If you think about the guys that are are tripping right now because they're like, oh my God, it's hometowns. He is a steady man. He is not tripping. He's not pulling charity aside going like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. He's just like, you know what? She's an incredible woman. And... I want to be able to spend time with her, but if it's not right now, it'll be later and I'll take any moment I can get. Yes. He is top tier yeah, to me. I agree. I agree. I just think he's like, I think he's, I think he's a slow burner. I think that he's a guy in, in natural life would be a slow dater. You get to know him. He really starts to come out of a shell. You guys connect, you see the depths of him, you see the sides of him. You don't really don't see blah, blah, blah. And I think he would be an amazing partner. I think he's a really great guy. I just think for the show, He's not fast enough. He's not able to just jump in and get right there and make it happen quick. And I think that certain people aren't built for the show. I would say most people aren't built for the show. That's my only thought about it is like, I hear you and you might be right. But I also think that we didn't, we don't know because he didn't get any time. He also didn't like, but he also wasn't like fighting for it. That's what I'm more, more worth saying is like, yeah. it just doesn't seem in his personality that he's like going to fight for time. He's going to fight for attention. You know what I mean? Like he could have taken the time on the boat and been much more like, like Sean was much more aggressive. Yeah. In, I'm not saying he did the right thing. I'm more just saying like he yeah. could have been fighting for attention more, fighting for the, the looks more. And I just feel like the guy's awesome. He's just a tempo wise wasn't able to kind of sure. capitalize. It was more like he was kind of trying to survive a little yeah, bit. You, I mean, you could tell he was very uncomfortable on yeah, the two on one day. I mean. He didn't, he seems very much more one on one energy guy yes. because we have seen a couple brief moments with them together and they were making out and they seemed yeah. to be vibing I think for they, sure. I, I think his potential is huge. Yeah. It was just, you know, I think the Braden thing killed him. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't get it. He couldn't recover from not getting those times. It's true. It's true. And on top of the Braden thing as well, now that I think about it, most all of the group dates did end in a losing team goes home. And I mm-hmm. feel like he always was just getting yeah. sent home. Yeah. It just truly was unlucky on the show. Yeah. In a lot of ways. But Again, uh, he just the way that he interacted yeah. and his reaction Stand to up. not getting uh, a rose on the two on one and it getting extended. And then even I know I'm jumping like way ahead right now. But when 
Charity does end up sending him home mm-hmm. and she goes to his hotel room and sits down with him. He's so gracious mm-hmm. and he has a moment in the ITMs where he's like, her heart is so big that I didn't want her to see me hurting because I know it would hurt her. And yeah. I'm like, that is just... Very different energy than than Sean. I mean, it, it truly yeah. is. And I feel like, I again, I don't feel like... The, Sean did not have a meltdown no. to his credit. Mm-mm. I have feelings about Sean, but Sean did not have yeah. a meltdown and I felt like he handled it well as well. But that comment from Tanner, to have the emotional intelligence to yeah. be like, she has such a big heart and I care about her and I don't want her to be more stressed seeing me yes. hurting yes. Um, is very gracious. Yeah, I agree. I Shout agree. out to Tanner. Shout out Tanner. I like him a lot. Yeah, me too. Really calm energy too. Me too. Me yeah. too. Um, but on the flip side, mm-hmm. Sean is disappointed. Mm-hmm. Sean is upset. He makes it clear that he told her everything he feels like he could uh, in regards to how he felt about her. And if then she doesn't know yet, then where is their actual connection and what could it be? Yeah. And he is starting to trip out. I mean, my whole, I can get into this, but my whole thoughts for both of them is that Tanner, when she didn't give the rose, he was ecstatic because he was like, I thought I was gone. Yes. You could just see the difference. When Sean didn't get the rose, he was devastated. He was convinced he was. Right. He was convinced he was, it was a lock. Tanner thought, I didn't really do that well today. We didn't barely talk at all. It didn't work. I'm gone. Then he thought, oh my gosh, at least I have like another afternoon or something to survive. Um, Tanner to me seems like a really stand-up guy. He seems like a sweet guy, a little in his head at the end there, a little slow moving when it comes to like getting her attention. It's not his style. Mm -hmm. But again, super stand-up, super sweet. Sean hits me like, I think Sean is operating more on, I don't want to fail at this show. That's what it feels like to me. And not in a mean way. I'm not like saying he's malicious or bad or anything. Honestly, my whole theory about him Mm -hmm. is that this is about, this is all about his dad. (laughs) <laughs> and, and just hear me out when and, and even tanner kind of mentioned it he was kind of like sean is tweaked because he's not winning yeah you know what i mean and i think that's the thing is i'm not seeing sean like talk about how much he likes charity i don't see sean um i mean he's saying it a lot in front of the guys yeah, and he's but, like i'm ready to take her home i'm ready to take but, her but home he's not saying things about her he's not saying the connection they have like he's oh he's definitely overstating their connection too like they've barely interacted and he's talking about how how amazing their connection is how much this this and that and the other and he's yeah i feel like he's operating in the world of like he really wants to go far yeah. he wants to be it's almost like he wants to be chosen there's almost like this, I really want to be chosen. I want to make maybe my friends proud at home. Like, I want to go far in this thing. I don't want to fail. Like, it feels much more about that than like his connection with charity because he's getting frustrated when he's not getting chosen for stuff. He's getting irritated when he's not getting more time. But it's not because of his connection with her. It's almost like, a, I don't want to get forgotten in this process. Yes. Um, yeah, There even when she, when he ends up coming to her to hotel room later, he tells her that he is essentially falling in love with her. And, and says, I was like, that's pretty wild because you guys have not spent like any time together. And, 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 and what's interesting about that hotel situation, which I thought was the big giveaway. Yeah. Is that she said, I'm sorry. I don't feel like I have a connection with you. And he goes, if you gave me the chance to have more of a one-on-one, I think we could get there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, if you're on a date and you're trying to convince someone to yeah. have a romantic connection with you. That's kind of strange. You're not going, oh, well, what can you do? Or that makes me sad. Or I'm going to miss you. Or I wish we could have worked out. He was like 
fighting to get her to like him. Yes. And I thought that was an interesting thing. It didn't feel like he's in like that. He's even talking about her anymore. It was more like, I hear what you're don't saying. Don't send yeah. me home from the challenge yet. Give me another chance. I can still be a strong team member. Like that's it almost felt like he was on survivor and he was trying to convince his team to be like, don't send me home or yes. like, we got this just one more hill. Yes. You know what I'm saying? No, I totally Give hear me you. One on one. And I promise you'll like me then. Like yes. it felt like, I don't know. That was the difference where Tanner was like, I get it. We haven't had enough time together. We tried, but it wasn't about failing or winning to him. I hear you. Yeah, I totally hear you. Yeah, no, it definitely is like, um, you know, dad invested in my energy drink like we talked about. last. Time. Yeah, it just dad felt invested like in my energy drink and it didn't go well. So, like, I want to make sure that this goes well. This is already hard for me to be on this show. So I might as well win while I'm at it to prove to him that I, obviously that's like a <laughs> fake narrative. But I'm more saying his energy gives me like not really even talking about the dating yes it's just about getting on the next episode i also definitely got i have my personal thoughts about sean because i believe that sean was giving us bachelor in paradise audition i i think he would be perfect for bachelor in paradise i think i believe that he and again, I, I do think he handled everything considering really yeah, well. Yeah, he didn't freak out. He didn't anything. freak out. He didn't spiral. He wasn't losing it at the guys. He wasn't like, no. you know, there he was. He, he was, was on edge. He was about to. We I felt know. like there's there, there, one there, move away from him snapping. Which made me feel like if he does get on Paradise, I could see him being, it could be Perfect. so dramatic on Paradise. Yes. I could see Sean on Paradise being center of the drama he's built for paradise he fe- he feels really built for yeah. paradise and i felt like there was a big bachelor in paradise audition and i i will tell you I, I i hope he goes because i do feel like we will see it will be a dramatic there will be a showdown there will be drama with sean on the beach yeah. if he is in paradise um but they he's upset he's yeah. sitting at that table with the glass yes he was just like, I am not happy about this. Yeah, how could you be happy about this? Yeah. How could you be happy about this? Because Tanner was smiling. He's like, well, I don't know what He's your like, problem is. You didn't win. So how are you happy yes. about this? Yes. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. My thought. Well, the next day when the uh, when Tanner and Sean are unloading to the men, mm-hmm. we see Tanner talking with Joe and he's like, honestly, you know, I, it's, I, I feel glad because this, this, this and this. And then we see Sean and Sean entered what I would like to call his Silicon Valley startup guy era. Sean went from the cashmere sweaters and the 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 slicked back hair and the necklaces to the Silicon Valley guy glasses, disheveled yes. hair. He was wearing the Apple Store type vest yes. and he was giving me big like I had this startup. It's not going well. And now I need to pitch my startup to this company before it fails energy. (laughs) He was was giving me Nantucket boat owner guy who bought a boat a little too expensive, though. But he's like his whole thing is about being on a boat and like having the boat. But he gave me big boat energy, like East Coast boat guy. It's like the glasses with the vest is like the biggest like. Well, he did say on the on the gator date, he did say uh, that there are a lot of gators at his golf course yes. in Florida. He said whenever his, you say my golf course, that like, means Papa's <laughs> membership. Daddy's got the cash. <laughs> that and he's been put on probation course. a couple times because he flipped the golf cart multiple times with his friends, and his dad had to pay off some people at the course to keep him on the guest list. My course. When anyone ever says my course, yes, correct. 
That is a different energy. But his energy, I was just dying laughing because he's on that balcony and all of a sudden his whole energy shifted and his look shifted. And I'm like, this guy is ready to pitch his company because the funds are draining. And he's like, I'm feeling a little nervous, guys. Okay, we got to go in. We got a big meeting today. Big, big, big meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Anytime you say my golf course and you don't like think to yourself, maybe I shouldn't say that. That's when you know you're deep. By the way, this isn't like anything personal. It's just, it was just, he's kind of a cliche. Like, if I'm being honest with you, he's got cliche energy. He like, does. the way he dresses. Well, the way he is, his, it's cashmere. Right. The way his hair is, the way he dresses, the way he acts, is like a cliche trust fund kid. Like, he's got that energy. So, it's hard not to, like, comment on it. Because his whole energy is just like, how long am I going to wait for a table? I never <laughs> wait for a table here. You know, he's got that energy of just like, they, they know that we know the owners, right? Okay, that's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I said I wasn't going to freak out today. I said I wasn't going to freak out today. The prime rib was it was it was a little well done. Normally not that bad. Is Kevin is Kevin the chef today? Okay, interesting. He's not. Okay, thought they would have played me by now. You know, he's got he's just got that like energy. Is like I'm trying not to be pissed that like the boat was not fueled before I arrived. Now I'm waiting, having to have a champagne. I'm on my third glass while they fuel the jet. Empty stomach. I'm 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 starving. <laughs> I hope he's doing meal prep on the boat because by the time I get on, I'm starving. Like you can tell that he's like trying not to say that stuff. He's gone to so many galas. So many, so many fundraisers. So many fundraisers. That his mother puts on. He is the king of the fundraiser. Yes. yes a thousand. <laughs> his mom is big in fundraisers and he always has to go to them and he hates them. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fun, you know, obviously we took it far, Sean. We have no idea, but, but you it know feels what? Like that. Well, and maybe we'll get to know you better if you're on Paradise, my guy. Yes. If you don't go to Paradise, well, you know that you apparently have a, um, a career or a, a career goal path with your singing, and hopefully we're going to get an album here yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, so while the guys are unloading with the other men, we end up finding out that Dotton is getting his second date, mm-hmm. his second one on one back to back baby. A real blow to the men to see that he gets another one. That was like that. That was the there was the little win that was in their sails is gone. They're like you got to be You're kidding like, again. You just had one. <laughs> you just had. That's one. Cr- the last episode. That's crazy. Fantastic production. Just beat you while you're down fantastic production um obviously we went over there half half marathon date um but these two you know charity mentioned during the half marathon date which i wanted to point out she said that dotton is so interactive with everyone that he's around which is by the way a green flag to me i think that when you're dating somebody it is important to have them around your friends around people that you care about even just out and about to see their dynamic with the people around and you always see dotton when they're uh, out engaging with people having light fun conversations it's just great energy and then uh, they have the night portion, and this was a tens across the board moment. Another absolute home run with Charity and Dotton because Dotton um, is talking about how he is so excited for her to meet his family. He's excited and he's been wanting this from day one, but he does tell her that he has fears in this process. And then he lets her know that he's figured out over the past few weeks that the fear that he has stems from a fear of failure that he's mm. always had. And that anytime he wanted something and went for it, that it felt feels like he never got it. Yeah, And his connection with the fears that he's having in this moment mm-hmm. on the show to then getting to a point of realization where it's like, oh my God, it's my fear of, fa- fear of failure. 
this man is so emotionally connected to himself that this is the process that he's having throughout the stress of this scenario. You're traveling everywhere. You're having to interact with people 24-7. And instead of just being like, yeah, I'm really nervous about this process because obviously, like, who knows what's going to happen and marriage is a big deal, that you go inward enough to be like, actually, I've recognized it's my fear of failure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's he's position A it's, by a mile. I mean, therapy king. Therapy king. Therapy king. And then she shares with him how she feels similarly. Mm-hmm. And he lets her know that through this process, he's learning how to unlearn these things from charity. I had ch- yeah, It's my chills I mean, moment. He gives me my chills yeah, moments every won't. time. And he said that he's learning that sometimes a good thing is just a good thing. Yeah. And... That was a moment where obviously I was taking notes, but I wrote that in my phone too. Yeah. It was like a reminder of like the connection of the fear of failure and then just sometimes accepting that something can just be a good thing sometimes. And then she proceeds to be crying happy tears. Like that's pretty next level. When you're crying because you're so grateful and happy about someone, that is like, that's some serious like connection. And that's always what she does with Dotton. Yeah. She always cries happy tears with Dotton. That's Dottin. crazy next level. That's why, you know, second date, she's like, sure. <laughs> Production's like, we're gonna do a second date. She's like, no problem. <laughs> she's like, sounds great. Is it Dotton? Wrap this Thank whole thing God. up now. Yeah. Honestly, and the thing about the two of them with this conversation that I took away from, like as someone in a long-term relationship and all these call homes that we'll do sometimes, yeah. something about the two of them, and obviously I don't know if these two walk away together. I'm like, it seems so blatantly obvious yeah. that they do do it makes me feel like it's not going to happen at which is point, making me yeah, super nervous if it nervous. doesn't happen that'd be shocking and if it doesn't happen be, not because of a problem then it will have to be like a crazy upset like something happens to where somebody comes out of like xavier or something comes out of nowhere and like they just have this transformational connection that happens yeah. in the next couple of weeks because they seem sh- just her and Dotton seem so far ahead of everybody else. they're so deeply connected but a thing that i walked away with from this conversation is that Every time these two have like one-on-one time together, the conversation leads to learning and growing together. And it's always like, I'm learning from you. I'm yes. learning from you. When they're talking about the the half marathon, it was like, you pushed me, I pushed yeah. you. And I feel like the best part of any relationship, the best part of any healthy relationship, whether it be romantic, friendship, family, is the growing and learning part. Yeah. Because that's what life is. And that's, I feel like, where you mm-hmm. access the best parts yeah. of life is when you're learning and growing. And we always you past the honeymoon phase and, and just, you know, the it, attraction and all that stuff. And it's again, like, even too, in like, again, in a friendship, like there when there's the stagnantness is where there can be problems. Yes. Right. But life is about learning and growing mm-hmm. and moving forward together and bettering oneself, whatever way that might look like. And I feel like the two of them, that's such a focus, yeah. is like learning and growing together. Agreed. And damn, everybody. Beautiful. Absolutely. Should I turn the air on? Yes, please. It's a hot. Sorry, everybody. It's, <laughs> it's so hot. Melting, melting. It's going to be like this, everybody, for the upcoming weeks, likely. We can maybe do an hour, hour and a half without the air on, and then... It's like the boiling frog. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not like you're not immediately just like sweating and dying, but all of a sudden you just start, you, st- you just, your head starts to like go down and you're you start, like, oh. your speech slows and you're like, why am I? And you're like, oh, <laughs> it's like, it's just been going like one degree every minute over the you're last like, why like half to feel hour. more and more calm and sleepy. You're like, oh, it's because it's boiling oh. in here. Um, but Dotton then tells her that 
his heart is screaming that he is falling in love with her. Yeah. And what I noted, and I think this is why I brought up the Joey piece earlier, is that with Joey, obviously, like, she was crying and there was this intimate connection and they were making out. But when Dotton told her that he's falling in love with her, it seemed to me like her beaming energy was a little more intense. She just, I feel like she just said it back with her eyes like me, too. Like I'm in love too. Oh, that was the energy. Back with her eyes. You like that? That was that was romantic. That's <sighs> for you, babe. Thank you. You deserve a cafe now. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, there were just some moments, Charity yeah. said, "I can't put into words how you make me feel." Just know it's a million good things. Wow. I was just writing it down yeah. like crazy. It was yeah. wa- it was watching a romantic movie, but this mm-hmm. is like a real. I know we're watching a reality TV, but this is real conversation that's not scripted between two people. And yeah. I'm like, I swear to God, I'm watching. A romantic movie mm-hmm. it's just so fantastic and they go outside and they make out under the stars mm-hmm. and there are no bells and whistles of a band and music mm-hmm. playing or any like performance it's literally just the two of them and it is like it's better it's than beautiful. music yes it is i'm trying to be poetic god, <laughs> god. and it is the sweetest tune <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, I'm the happiest girl. And he says, I'm the that happiest was cute. boy. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh God, my heart. I can't handle all this love. Um, so back with the men, they're waiting to see if Dotton's going to come back. Sean is like, if Dotton has a rose pinned to his chest, yeah. I'm going to lose my mind. He never does. I was waiting for the moment. I yeah. really was, but they get a group date card. Aaron B's obviously devastated. Yeah. Uh, with Sean Tanner, Aaron B, and Xavier, uh, Dotton shows back up and is letting them know what they did. And he's like, yeah, we ran a half marathon. And Aaron B's like, yeah, yeah, the Crescent City Classic. I know it well. I'm aware of it. I've run 347 <laughs> times. It's my favorite thing ever. Would you stop and get beer, too? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I assume you ran by the best beignets in the city and fully ignored it because you didn't know. Because you didn't know. And I would have stopped her and told her about him. I would have told her the history of the beignet <laughs> in the city. And that would have been what made us fall in love. But you actually got that opportunity, so forget it. So this is the time then when Sean decides to go to Charity's room, like we've already discussed. It's the first of its type in the season. The first person uh, having a a alone time with the one-on-one going to their room. It never works. Never It really doesn't. You're trying to convince someone to like you when they don't. It's tough. I mean, it just is what it is. And uh, yeah, like I said, we already covered it, but she ends up sending him home yeah um i'm sure we will see him in paradise and then they have their group date this is an interesting turn of events charity has two roses on the table Mm -hmm. so she says she's going to be saying goodbye to someone so we find out no rose ceremony Mm -hmm. again historic iconic jp was out you know he was stoked he was like oh i'm gonna stay stay in the pool then no he's like more time with bigfoot (laughs) more time in oregon um Aaron and Charity have their moment together and he lets her know that he's been struggling, um, but handled it super well. Yeah. Very confident. No spiral. Mm -hmm. No prove to me Mm -mm. that you like me. Mm -mm. He just lets her know like, yeah, it was hard when everyone would come back. And of course they had that post charity glow. Yep. It's like good. Yep. It was good. He handled it very well. I thought so. Very well. Um, Tanner and Charity have a few moments together. Um, And then there's Xavier. Yeah, that was interesting. Okay. So Xavier is now sharing with Aaron B that marriage is scary. Uh-huh. One of the biggest tells that I found between the 
Braden Xavier difference of I'm not sure if I can do this. Obviously, Braden is there were all sorts of other things, but what Aaron B locked in with was you're not ready for marriage. Why are you here? Xavier shares that marriage is scary with Aaron B. This could have been Aaron B's opportunity to go to charity on this three-on-one and go. Xavier just said that he's not ready to yeah, get I was married. Say, you got to be careful, Aaron B. <laughs> Aaron B. Will tell. <laughs> but I think this is what showed me that there was a lot more to the Braden sure, piece. Sure. Is that Aaron B. Did not. Yeah. Right. And this was a much more precarious situation. Like this is hometowns. It's a big deal. I think the difference that you can see is that Braden clearly was saying all sorts of different things in the house that we weren't seeing a lot of I'm packing my bags, a lot of, I don't know about her type energy, the classless comment, all of this to the men with their hours and hours together. And so I'm going, I think this is a tell that shows that Aaron B was genuinely like, dude, this guy, we're not vibing with him. Mm -hmm. Just FYI charity. And that Xavier is not in the home saying, I don't think I'm ready for this and speaking differently in the home versus how he's speaking to charity. Mm. That was Mm. one of the big tells that I picked up. I mean, I think Xavier is a completely different person. He's much more mature. He's much, he's, it's less chaotic. He's not wrecking people's, you know, (laughs) whole show experience. Like it's such a different thing. And I think that he's proven to this point with Aaron B that like, He's a serious person that is taking this whole thing seriously. I bet what it is. A hundred percent. I'm just saying that th- that was the sure. thing that Aaron B then sure, locked sure, sure, onto sure. was not ready for marriage. And that would then have been epic though. Aaron Zay- B would have been like, actually, I just want to <laughs> let you know, there's still someone here now for the right reasons. And he's just the guy that takes everybody out. Um, but no, I think the savior thing was interesting. I thought that it was a risk to say that mm-hmm. knowing probably in his head that, you know, there was multiple guys who have already confessed their love and had multiple dates. Was risk. She could have been like, I don't have time for this right now. Yeah, like, I'm 100%. already at the end here. I don't have time. So, We're going to hometowns. So the fact that she kept him was, you know, um, I thought it was a, like a, like a really good calculated risk on her, you know, her side being like, you know mm-hmm. what? No, I still have a really strong connection with you. We might survive this. Who knows? Um, but my thought with, with Xavier was like maybe that like he was one of the last serious guys there of like the four. You know yeah. what I mean? And and he's probably feeling like, may, am I in last place a little bit? You know what I mean? Like, I don't Got know. It. Like, am I in last place in regards to our connection, our time? Yes. You know, I barely got the rose last time because she wasn't, she was a little nervous, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so maybe he's feeling like, I'm a little nervous to get married to you because I kind of know you the least. You know what I mean? I was, that, that was kind of the energy I was getting was like, if I was, had, if I had has as much time and connection as other guys, I wouldn't feel this way. My feeling was that it had more to do with the fact that he felt like I I made it. But right. I don't feel in the lead here. Right. I feel like these other guys have a stronger connection. Yeah. And so yeah. as it stands, I'm a little nervous to get married to you because I feel like we know each other the least out of everybody here. Yeah. That was the energy I was getting. Totally. Now, the, there's the one piece that is like maybe he's really starting to question stuff yeah. and he might end up removing himself we do have a clip that we saw from farther in the season where she's saying somebody came back and he's not leaving and he like maybe xavier's like really questioning this and he's like and then ends up leaving and then shows back up who knows so there's that and i saw some people online kind of being like the fact that he's bringing this up later is is like hard for the lead this is tough with charity which i totally understand if that is the case um what what energy I was getting personally, 
could be very wrong with this, but what energy I was getting is that their last one-on-one together, which was just last week, Charity got really vulnerable with him and told him what her big fears were and with the infidelity she's experienced. Mm -hmm. And she let him know how important honesty and transparency are for her. And that is huge for her. He told her, I'll never lie to you. Like, that's not what I'm going to do. So what energy I got is from Xavier is like, okay, last week, Charity tells me how important honesty and transparency are to her. It was almost to me like a risk where I felt like maybe he was just like stepping up to that for her, where he's feeling, oh my God, next week is hometowns. And in a few weeks we might, she wants an engagement. I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know if I'm ready. Marriage is scary. He said, I want to do this one time. I'm kind of processing the odds of all of this. I'm feeling nervous, which I think every person on this show, but of course has those feelings to a certain extent in the back of their head, because this process is wild. And instead of just keeping those internalized, I think because she asked him for full honesty and transparency, I felt like he was just taking a risk Mm. and being like, you wanted honesty and transparency. I'm going to give it to you. And I'm nervous about this. And and I don't know. And marriage makes scares me. And I don't know if I, where I'm going to be, but I don't want to lose you because you might be the one Mm. because then in ITMs after he shared that with her, he wasn't like, Oh God, is she going to send me home? He was like, I think she really appreciated how honest I was. He said that in ITM. So I took that, like he was doing that to show her that he's being honest and transparent Mm. with her. That's how I read it. Got it. Now I could be wrong and he could be like really on the fence and next week be like, I don't know if I can do this. And you know, but it felt to me like him acknowledging what she wants and stepping up to that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but obviously she gives Aaron B the rose yeah, and then pulls another iconic move and goes, by the way, I can't choose right now between Tanner and Xavier. I'll see you guys later. Amazing. Amazing. They don't then end up even having a rose ceremony. She goes to Tanner's room. She breaks up with him. Um, He handles it beautifully. Like we talked about earlier. Um, But then she goes to Xavier's room and we have a moment like, is she not going to give it to Xavier? But I do still sense with her, and she shares with him that their their what their past one on one really meant so much to her. But I still feel the trepidation, yep. mm-hmm. um, and especially then after he said, "Yeah, I'm a little nervous." I'm a little nervous. Thing. So we'll see if then, unless there's a thing, he's gone next week. Unless there's some sort of like major transformation, he, there's no way he makes it past next week. They're, the other three are just too far. But she did say at the end of the pre, or she said in the preview for next week's episode, she's like, the guy that I'm sending home is going to be shocked. Mm. So I'm like, is that Xavier? But she, but he was almost, uh, she almost didn't seem like she might, she was maybe not going to give him the rose. So is that the shocking person? When she said that, I felt Dotton in my gut. And I was oh, like, see, no. I felt Joey. No. Oh, really? I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just one of shocking. I'm kind of going, Dotton, there's no way Dotton's going home. Then she maybe, was like, he's going to be shocked. I'm like, yeah, who's going to be Aaron shocked? Maybe then. Actually. Because hear me out. I feel like Dotton's, Dotton's like the one shock. See, I feel like Dotton, I feel like, is uh, locked. He's he's For at he's least top two. Yeah. Joey is a little of a different vibe. And I think she's excited about it. I think Xavier is like her exes. Mm-hmm. So she's nervous about it. But she's super hot for him. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron B is a little bit like with her. I don't see anything about their connection. That's like special compared to the other three. Yeah. 
And I think because of that, he's so serious about it and he's very intense. I think that's when he'll be shocked because he's kind of very intense. Yeah. And he's not really like catching. I don't know. That's my, that's my personal thought. You know what it might be too? You might be right about this because his hometown might go really well. Right. And it might be fantastic. Yeah, but she's just kind of like, you know what? And There's he might just be a, like, that was perfect. And yes. then, okay. Because when she said that, I was like, if it's Dot, I'm no, going to lose Dotten, my I'm mind. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, freak yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to freak out. There's no way it's him. I have to say, you know, just predictions for this. I have to say, I assume it's Dotton. Right. It but because it seems so blatantly Dotton, I don't know. Maybe it's Joey. Maybe it's Xavier. I don't think it's Aaron B. I think it's Brayden. He comes <laughs> back and they've been texting this whole time with secret phones and then they rush off to Petco Park. They get season tickets to the Padres. They love it. <laughs> We'll see. I'm excited. So, anywho, next week is Hometowns, which is one of the Huge. top episodes because that also then means that the week after is Fantasy Suites, which is the We're best. Get it on. It's going to be nice. I'm excited. I cannot I'm wait. I'm this. I love Charity so much. I love her so much. She's so fantastic. This season has been so good. So good. It's one of my favorite seasons of all time yeah. by a mile. Yes. It's By really, a really enjoyable to watch. It's I, got everything. It's got everything. I love it. And it's getting me actually really excited for Paradise yes. 2 because I'm assuming a handful of the guys mm-hmm. are going to be on this season and I really have enjoyed yeah. so many of the characters yeah. that I'm like, oh, I can't wait for Paradise now. I mean, Brayden and Sean are two characters we got to see. We got to see him. We got to see him. So tune in on Friday because yes, we have another episode. Ep. We got a second app. Um, and then make sure next week you tune in on Wednesday for our hometown recap. Hometown recap, baby. Let's call do home. a call home. Call Let's home. Call Hit home. Hit it, Lee. Remember you can always call Hi, Mom and Dad. Hello. My name is Kelsey, and I'm loving the new podcast. Thanks, Kelsey. Um, Jess, I feel very connected to you because not only are we very similar personality-wise, we are also from the same city in Orange County. Oh, um, Which is rare because it's a very small town. I wonder if I know Um, you, Kelsey. But anyway, I am looking for advice um, with my boyfriend who is long distance. Um, he is a concert photographer, so he's often on tour, um, but he also doesn't live close to me. He lives a little bit of a nomadic lifestyle, so he lives, like, part-time up in Reno, Nevada, part-time down in San Diego, and kind of just bips and bops around a little bit. Um, I struggle a lot when he's on tour, um... I have good days and bad days, you know, like days where I really, really miss him and days where I'm thriving on my own, but it's really hard still to be that far away from him. And when he's not on tour, I still don't get to spend every day with him. Um, So I was just seeking advice on what you guys think I should do to cope with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and my boyfriend have talked about it a lot. Um... I do find some happiness and uh, peace in that I know that he is my forever person. Mm. Um, I have no doubt that he is like my twin flame, (laughs) my, my person. Um, So there's no, 
worries within our relationship, our connection, but it's just that we don't get to spend that time that we want together. And this is his career. Mm-hmm. It's not just a living situation. It's also a career that uh, for the foreseeable future isn't changing. Um, so I'm just wondering what you advise me to do. Thank you guys. Bye. Thanks, Kelsey. Obviously, I work with 95% touring people. So I see a lot of relationships that work, a lot that don't work, a lot of issues, a lot of good things, whatever. Um, the things that I take away are big different. Well, okay. I think that you have to kind of ask yourself a question, which is, am I cool with his lifestyle or am I waiting for it to be over? Mm. Because fast forward, get married, have kids, whatever issues you're having now will probably be significantly more difficult. Yeah. So if you're kind of in this, like, I'm waiting for the day he slows down and doesn't want to do it anymore and da, 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 da. And I'm kind of banking on that, even though we haven't talked about that, even though he's not showing any signs of slowing, like you can't operate in this concept that like, he's just going to slow down one day, probably. Right. Yeah. You have to, it has to be like agreed upon and talked about. Yeah. So if, if you're like, I str- I love him so much and I'm willing to put up with this, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. That's tough. It is. tough. You have to be accepting and like totally cool with the lifestyle and be like, yeah, I, I, I went into this lifestyle I'm okay with this lifestyle, you know, but if you're just kind of counting the days when he's back and like, you're kind of waiting for it to change, that's going to be really tough. So you have to ask yourself and him, what's important to you. If you're like, I'm cool with this for the next four years while he grinds it out. And then he's going to switch over to a more like domestic photography to where he can stay in town and do weddings or local bands, or he wants to shoot his own art, whatever it is. If there's a plan there and you're cool with that, then keep, you know, then, then rest in that. But you cannot not deal with that issue and just think that because he'll get older, he'll slow down or change. Because I work with touring people and these people, and like a lot of touring people like tour for their whole lives. Yeah. And you don't want to wake up with four kids one day. I don't I mean, I'm just guessing. I'm just like throwing it out there and being extreme. But like you don't want to wake up with kids one day and be like, we never dealt with this. And now I'm resenting him. Now, where is he now? You don't want to go through that process. So now is like a really pivotal time mm-hmm. to have conversations with him about like, is this what you want to do with the rest of your life? I don't want to change you. And then you got to ask yourself, could I do this for the rest of my yeah, life? Totally. So real honest conversations about what he wants, what you want, and then put those things in action. But you cannot just kind of, I don't want to ruin his career and make him feel like he has to change. But I also don't want to like, kind of talk about it because it's like stressful and I really like where we're at. It's like you got to know that one day you will wake up and need yeah. to have talked about these things. Yeah. So that's my personal and, take on yeah, it. Yeah. And if you don't, it gets really hard and I'll be the first to admit it firsthand. That's what happened with us. Like when you and I were dating and then when we got engaged and got married at the time, Evan was like deep in the performing end of music. And so you were gone a lot and it was a lot of whether it was, you know, out of state or like crazy late nights and the schedule was like where we were ships in the night. I full transparency. I did what you were talking about, Evan, where I was like, it'll end one day. Yeah. And so instead of just being honest with myself about being like, okay, can I handle this? If this is what he continues to do for the rest of our relationship, I basically was just like, Oh, well one day it's just gonna, it's gonna change and it'll be like a nine to five and it'll be, you know, whatever. 
and that led to a lot of struggle in our first few years of marriage when all of a sudden, you know, you're having to be gone all the time and I'm going, wait, wait, what? And then you're going, wait, what? Like, you didn't tell me that you weren't cool. And I was like, but you, I thought you'd slow. Like, like that's not in your, that's not in your thing. Like, that's not something you would want. No. So, you know what I mean? It wouldn't work. So you, that's again, she had to kind of like, am I cool with this? It, no, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Let's have that combo. But yeah. You know. And you know, luckily for us, it ended up where your career path went in a different direction where then you are doing music locally, but just full transparency. Kind of got lucky. We got lucky in that sense. Um, that it worked out to what I liked, what I was doing in town. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to put up with me leaving all the time. Mm-hmm. Got lucky. I'll be honest. A lot of luck involved there. There was a lot of luck But involved. if I would have kept pursuing what I was doing and then now all of a sudden there's resentment on both sides, yeah, like I that's where you don't want to yeah. end up. And obviously we absolutely are obsessed and love each other, but it was, oh, that, yeah, it, that. It, it was rough. Yes. And the first few years were really tough because of that. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I wasn't having the conversation with myself and with Evan about like what I could not handle and that I was just assuming that it would slow down. Um, With that being said from the other, from then the flip side, let's just say you, the way that you were speaking about this person, it sounds like you are 1000% in you're like, this is the love of my life. He's my twin flame. We'd love to hear it. And so happy for you. So it seems like you're like, this is my person we're going to make this work and I adore him. So let's just say you come to then a space where you're like, you know what, if he does this for the rest of his life, for the rest of our lives, I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Then just the side piece of that, because even though Evan's not currently, you know, on tour constantly, you still are in a business where you are, there is a good amount of time that you're gone and Mm -hmm. are super, super busy. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I found just as an encouraging thing to you, Kelsey, is that I feel like the longer a relationship goes, you find a lot of love and sacredness in seeing your partner do what they're really good at. And there's something about then as time has gone between Evan and myself, where then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so important to have that independence and that autonomy. And then seeing Evan in these spaces where he's so good at what he does and being able to see that and kind of looking at the space sometimes as a way to have independence in a relationship and then fuel the excitement with each other. Mm -hmm. You miss each other. Mm -hmm. There's time spent apart or then when you're able to come together, you have stories and exciting things. And I know sometimes there's that feeling of like wanting to just, you know, have the consistency and be together all the time. But then apathy can come with that. And there is then the piece of, you know, when you have the ability to miss each other, there's a specialness to that too. So I think if you're moving forward saying, you know what, I can handle this for the rest of my life. It's just about communication and being very intentional with your partner, letting your partner know that yes, you indeed miss him when he's gone and quality time is important to you. And so there needs to be some consistency in that quality time and make sure that maybe you don't have the quantity, but that it is quality when you are with that person. Um, and have designated FaceTime dates when your partner's gone and just be super intentional about making sure that then you just don't kind of like lose contact over time where like the more your partner's gone, then it just fizzles away because then 
that can build up kind of bitterness yeah. too. Um, but I think, you know, again, like Evan said, it's like <laughs> I was not built to be with someone who's touring 24 mm-hmm. seven, but with time in our relationship, I found myself enjoying and I didn't used to like it before. And I found myself now enjoying being with a partner who is gone frequently and very busy mm. because it, there's excitement between us sure. and um, more stories and quality time instead of just the excess of time. So yeah. just a few thoughts there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that helped Kelsey. Just be real with yourself. Yeah. Don't And don't try to be someone you're not. Yeah. Don't put pressure on yourself to try to be, someone who's yeah, you know oh i'm 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 okay handling this like if yeah. you're not you're not and that's yeah. totally fine everyone's wired differently i'm not okay handling that and that's okay and it was okay when i got to the place where i was able to acknowledge that what, what, i would say most people are not probably like but, a lot of but people then what can't was important that, so is that real. then me once i discovered that to be like okay now yeah. what i have to do is communicate that with my mm-hmm. partner because then that's what's fair to my partner not just like burying it deep inside um but yeah, just make sure then that you're taking care of you and obviously your partner sounds amazing and yeah. you love each other so much, but also make sure then too that you're getting, you know, all you can absolutely adore someone and then be like, well, there's this thing that I do need mm-hmm. and I feel like it's not being met and that's okay. And then yeah. you can have a conversation about that. Yeah. So anyhow, we love you. We love you. Good luck. Best of luck and family. We'll see you this Friday. We'll see you on Friday. Kisses and hugs. Love you all. Bye. Bye.